This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Jason V on email. Hi, Jane, and the other two. Welcome back. Novak Djokovic has now got the Grand Slam record, but does this make him the greatest of all time? Is it a simple numbers game, or do we... Still think the likes of Rafa or Roger are greater because they were much loved by the general public. Should their likability be likability be a factor? Um, how do you start with those conversations? I mean, uh, people... You've had all summer to come up with a list of questions and that's the best you've got. You're quite brilliant, Jason. Are you saying Jason's question's not worthy? It's, it's the first <laughs> one mocking, that Jane has put on the list. I know. I'm I think it's a good the, question. I'm mocking the Ross, famous Ross Lyon question. <laughs> it is a good question. It's, have you, has he written that to the right program? This is not the first serve with Brett Phillips. This is a, a sounding board. What's your view, Damo? Oh, it, it's hard. It's hard to go past what Djokovic is doing. But but to me, and I think to the tone of the question from Jason, it's it's hard to absolutely endorse him as the best. I, I like I like watching. Rafa. I mean, of, of those three, I'm a Rafa man. Um, Roger's never done it for me, and I know that's unusual because he does it for everyone else, but he's never really convinced me. I used to love Andre Agassi, Hutchie. He was my favourite. He won, won all four, somehow won all four when the, when, when he started. He lost his first three. He lost two US Opens and a, and a French Open before he was 21, I think it was, and then he won all four. So he's my all-time favourite. you in the greatest of all time discussion, don't you, Damon? Well, he won, there's, there's very few people, Hutchie, to have won on all four surfaces. Very, very oh, few. Damo, please. I'm not, I'm not putting him. I said he's my favourite, but yeah, well, that's not the question. The question isn't who's your favourite. Well, there's a there's an element. The question is who do you think the greatest of all time is? There's a reference to likability, which is why I yep. referenced Andre Agassi. Give me your take. Um, yeah, I I don't know it well enough. The the modern three are going to stack up pretty well against the historical. There's you go back eras and it was part time. And how do you like how do you compare? I guess I mean like Labor's the one who did it before and after or during the professional era becoming what it what it yeah. uh, now is. I'd, but I'd be more of Federer, leading Federer away of the modern three, but everyone's got a view. Yep. Uh, Hilton Barber on Twitter wants to know, Hachi, your thoughts on the NBL Awards voting. How can you decide top three with two weeks to go in the season? Is this what's happened? Well, Hilton, I did see a lot of... Um, What's the word? A lot of feedback yesterday from a lot of clubs about their views of their players, and that's I think that's you know obviously in good spirits and good for the game. We we certainly won't be joining the uh, the whinge party uh, as as Wildcats. I think. Um, Hang on, but just take, oh, you know, take, take me through this. Are awards being judged before the completion of the season? Is that the the nominees for the awards have been announced, and there's six games to go. Yeah. Oh, that's so in an ideal that's sense. That's flawed. I think, in an ideal sense, I think you'd be releasing those after the weekend, like in a perfect world. It's, we know it's not a perfect world at the moment. We've got the awards next Tuesday night, which is on the doorstep uh, sooner than you'd like, but that's in part because of the fever window, which is peculiar because of the World Cup. So it is what it is. But, you know, in an ideal world, you'd rather let, get the weekend out of the way. I think the nominee, the award, the nominees were all deserved. The Sydney Kings were pretty un- upset about the Defensive Player of the Year nominations. They got some you know, merit to that. Equally, they you know they, they weren't shy in expressing them as always. Uh, we, we certainly are a bit biased. We think Bryce is the MVP comfortably and the best player in the competition. So we'll see what next week brings. Sean on Twitter, overall seems with TV rights contracts, it is better the devil you know rather than the devil that you that you sporting bodies don't know. 
The example being Paramount and Channel 10 with the AFL. Your guys' thoughts? Well, I think we're on the record saying there's a Paramount and 10 tax now and that they need to have a number that's significantly better than everyone else's because of the perceived risk or brand damage. So, yeah, there is a devil, you know. And I think, actually, it makes sense. Like, when you've got an established relationship with a broadcast partner, it's a lot easier than to have to migrate a new one in if the check is in the same neighbourhood. Yep. Yep, and and you did call that before it actually unfolded. You said they would needed needed to go way, way, way over financially just to be in the in the conversation, and they did, and they still didn't get it. Stephen Crow on Twitter was Novak's hamstring overstated to get into the heads of his opponents. In my opinion, you don't get through an entire Grand Slam with a dodgy hammy. I totally agree with the sentiment of Stephen's uh, question slash statement there, Hutchie. He didn't have a serious hamstring injury. He couldn't have possibly got through the tournament. If he did, it was all well, he part said of he had to go the, through the a lot, and I, I take him on face value for that day, mate. He had to go through a lot, so yeah, I take him on face value too, actually. But at, at thirty-five or even thirty-six, whatever age he is, he has to go through a lot just to get out of bed, having competed each day. So that 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 is the uh, the toll and toil that he has to go through. But in terms of a specific hamstring tear, no chance, no chance. Uh, we got a lot of questions about this, and and Hutchie, you and I've been talking about this for a long time about the um, COVID initially influenced decision by broadcasters to to leave commentators in studio. Now, something something happened over the weekend, and we've got this a lot of your, questions well, about it. Before we get to this, this has been your building vendetta for two years now. Well, I hate the, I hate how t- – I'm talking about TV, Hutchie. I mean, the yep. different conversation with radio, it's a different forum. No one sees it. So if you're listening on radio – TV, you can see it. And and when to me as a viewer, I've been saying this, and I knew it happened in COVID, and I was sympathetic to the cause at the time. There's no excuse now. I hate it. If I'm a viewer, and forget the fact I'm a sports journalist, if I'm a viewer at home, and I know the broadcaster, the commentator, is is in a studio, I'm angry for some for some reason. As a, That's just as a viewer, Hutchie, because I think I'm being dudded. There was a problem so on the weekend. I, what I want you to commit to before you read this question. Yep. This is a movement you've started. I've seen the, the volume of questions we've had this week. There are hundreds. Well, no, there's tweets, not hundreds. There's, there's, it might be in the dozens. It might be in the dozens. Yeah, it might be in the dozens. I'm saying hundreds. I've seen hundreds over the summer. Well, you are the old tabloid. So I want you you're, you're the old tabloid journal, Hutchie. And if you say hundreds, we'll go with hundreds. But it's probably dozens. Continue, I want you to continue to own this issue, point one. <laughs> and two, I want you to commit right here today yep. that if Triple M don't, Travel to Hutchie. a game you're working on, you will not work I've on just, it. I've just said to you, radio's different. And we'll have that conversation if you want it, but radio's I'm talking about different. TV. Well, it is different, Hutchie. I mean, you, 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 your station started it before it actually became a trend. It wasn't even COVID that, that, you, that made you do it. We're going, to, we're going to India. We're in broadcast. We're actually in the venues in India. Hutchie, so you, you like used to we've... broadcast the Marvel Stadium game from the AFL when, boardroom when underneath no, the ground. Remember when that? When we had no access, Damon. We weren't allocated a box I'm 10 just years saying, ago. We've I'm been the saying. biggest embracer of Invenue there's ever been since. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I want you to you actually to caught that. a game from the from the car park. We did. It's good to yeah. hear that you've radio and TV is different. Okay. Anyway, look, a sample of these questions. Michael on Twitter. In Saturday night's BBL game, the in studio commentator caught a six when the ball had been caught. Is this the clearest example yet of why commentators need to be back in the ground? And will Hutchie now admit defeat with his views on this matter? I think you have to, Hutchie. Again, you're talking TV here. You don't have to be defensive about your own radio station. Just, we're just I know. this is a TV conversation. It's in. It's a really – like, I do have some empathy for the broadcaster who is charged a fortune and then has to pony up the additional cost to get there. So I have some empathy for that. They would argue that it's more streamlined out of venue. The, the weight of evidence suggests it's a better product when you're broadcasting from the ground. And I would hope that this weekend's 
big bash final in Perth. We see the broadcasters there. I don't think we will. But really? I would hope to. Be- because it's Perth, though? See, see that, that's a problem in itself. Because well, of the, the geographical final. location. Are you saying? Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's the grand final. It, clearly, the public is speaking a little bit on this front. I, I see, we see a little bit of it in all sports, don't we? Oh, it's it's shocking, and, and cricket's the worst one because of the tenancy, and it's I think it's a relatively recent thing where the ca- the, the cameramen are clearly and camera people are clearly I think anyway um, told to to follow the line of the ball. In the old days, they used to go deep with the shot, didn't they? So you could see if a fielder was getting underneath it. Now they want you to be in suspense, so they follow the ball. The problem that happened on the weekend was that the the, the actual camera person lost the ball and just assumed where it went. When it went, when it fell very, very short. I mean, that was a final, and and, and yeah. Anyway, that, that's my views for a long time, Archie. And I hope that the example of what a lot of our dozens of uh, people have sent questions in, hopefully, will get through to the uh, the broadcasters. Uh, have you? There's, there are so many questions relating to this. What's this one about? Um, Dan on email. I want to know how Damo and Hutchie find NFL so interesting, but complain endlessly about aspects of AFL from game length, rule changes to lack of personality from players. NFL is the hardest sports to watch. The endless stops in play, referees throwing flags, measuring yards with some stupid flag with a rope attached. Ninety percent of players never touching the ball, and fat guys sucking down oxygen after twenty seconds of play. I believe you love NFL because you watch it during holidays in a relaxed state, and your criticism of AFL is far is from overexposure to the day to day nuances of the sport and nuisances of the sport, according to them. Please remember that most of us punters only follow AFL as a distraction from our lives and see it as you see the NFL, hoping for a positive year ahead. Cheers, <laughs> Dan on the farm. You probably make some good points, Dan. <laughs> Dan, I think there's an element of truth to what no, you're there saying. is. There absolutely is. <laughs> I, I don't feel I am critical of the way the AFL is played. I just think there's an, an even better way to do it if we shorten it. Yeah. Uh, but I love the way the game's played. And, and, and I'm, Damo's a little fatigued by it. He no, carries the da, AFL.com. Da, da, Dan's right in, in raising some of those points there. But Dan, I, 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 once you learn the sport, and, and it doesn't happen overnight, and it sometimes takes 20 years for someone to get it, What, what I reckon once you get it, you love it. And, and I... And I Believe I get it, and I absolutely you, love it. Do you think if you didn't have to work on the AFL, you'd enjoy it more? Um, yeah, yeah. I know with me when, the, the, when the, I hung the yeah. reporting boots up in two thousand and nine or ten. Yep. and you took over. Gee, I enjoyed the game a whole lot more. Just Did didn't you? care. Wasn't looking for the angle or the yeah. You know the you know what that meant or who yeah. was going to be under the pump that week or like it, it, it does. It's a wonderful job, don't get me wrong, covering footy. But oh, yeah. you can get – it does breed um, – not cynicism, but it's – yeah, I, I think Dan makes a good point. In the summertime, you're a bit more relaxed. The NFL, you don't have a dog in the fight, and you can sit back and enjoy it and probably reflective of where we are in our lives, don't we? Yep. No, fair question. And, and oh, this is the one I want to ask before that. we finish. This, yeah. I've been sitting on this all day. <laughs> From BC via Twitter, and, and – just want to get the Herald Sun Digi team and the Daily Mail ready. Three, <laughs> hit, hit record. Three, two, one. And we're rolling. From BC via Twitter, was Damo invited to Beck Judd's 40th? And if yes, what gift did he buy her? No. You weren't invited. No, why would I be invited to Beck Judd's 40th? You went to uh, Judd Chella. I did. I did. I was, like a fish out of water at, I was like a fish out of water at Judd Chella. Maybe, maybe that was a reason. Maybe because I was a fish out of water at the previous occasion I was invited to from the judge, so I didn't get a Guernsey at, at Beck's 40th. Why would I get a Guernsey at Beck's 40th, Hutchie? Seriously. Well, you should have been. You've been uh, have you heard what happened? Who went? Do you oh. know of anyone who went? No. <laughs> no, I don't Did any actually. of the M's go, Damo? Um, 
Not that I'm aware of. Doesn't mean they didn't. Not that I'm aware of. I, I, I would have mentioned it was Beck's side of the equations, friends that went to it. Hutchie, probably not the idiot hangers on that we are through Chris. <laughs> Judd Chella, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, is, Judd, is Judd Chella was doing... one for the ages. It was one for the ages. Is he doing radio again, Chris? Retired. No, he didn't do it last year either, yeah. if you recall. And, and he's never been happier. Caught up with him just before Christmas. I, I don't think he's ever been happier being out of media. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for him, Hutchie, and he, yeah. and he says that. <laughs> I thought he was brilliant at it, but it wasn't for him, so he's out. There you go. Question time done, Hutchie. On our uh, return week of the sounding board for Drinkwise, if you choose to drink, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the sounding board questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.